Welcome to Ask the Tech Coach, brought to you by the TeacherCast Educational Network. If you are in charge of professional development and looking to build an innovative digital learning experience, this is the podcast for you. Join us each week as we uncover strategies that tech coaches are using to drive their digital transformations one classroom at a time. And now for your host, with over two decades of experience working with tech coaches and edtech companies from all around the world, Jeff Bradbury. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the TeacherCast Educational Network. My name is Jeff Bradbury. Thank you so much for joining us today and making TeacherCast your home for professional development. This is Ask the Tech Coach podcast, episode number 198. We are one more week away from celebrating all things education, professional development, and so much more down in New Orleans at the ISTE conference. I am looking forward to so many things. We're going to talk all about those things today. One of the things I'm looking forward to is getting a chance to see my good friend and co-host Sue Vincent. Sue, how are you today? Welcome back to Ask the Tech Coach. Well, I'm excited to be back and summer has definitely arrived down here in Kentucky. We have hit 95 degrees and I was looking ahead at the weather in New Orleans and it's not going to be much different. But yes, I'm looking forward to seeing you in person and a couple of our guests that we're talking to today, uh, meeting them in person. We were just having a conversation before recording and talking about uh, getting to meet each other. There are so many great things happening. This show is going to be releasing on June the 20th. Again, one more week to go. Today is my first official Monday of spring, spring, summer vacation. I'm looking forward to a great time with the kids, having a good time, helping my kids get into, wait for it, third grade. That's right. The edu triplets are going into third grade. But Sue, today we're talking all about the coaching experiences that are going to be happening at ISTE. I know for myself, I'm looking forward to so many things. I'm looking forward to seeing people. Uh, I'm going to be doing a session on Sunday for Microsoft, doing a session on Monday for Google, doing a a podcasting session uh, at an ISTE playground on Tuesday. Uh, we're going to be putting all of the schedules out for all of our coaching stuff sometime this week over at askthetechcoach.com. So check that stuff out. Sue, what are you looking forward to? Well, like I said, just seeing people and um, meeting you guys in person. I've met you, Jeff. Obviously, we've met in person before, but um, it's been a while. And just those, I keep saying, those hallway conversations, those exhibit hall conversations and um, side conversations that you get to have after a session. Sometimes those are the most meaningful to me. One of the things that I love about this show is we get a chance to interact with our coaches. The other day we had a coach in our instructional coaches Facebook group ask the question of ISTE and what they can look forward to. Sue, what is this week's tech coach question of the week? So our big question of the week is what are some good coaching sessions that I can attend at the ISTE conference? Such a good question. I've noticed that there are so many coaching sessions this year at ISTE. Many of them are actually going to be happening on Wednesday. Uh, Got some good sessions from our friend Adam Juarez. Got some good sessions from our friend Dr. Uh, Ashley McBride. And today I am excited, Sue, because we have two guests that are doing another great session on Wednesday, and I'm looking forward to having them on the show. I want to bring on our good friend, Miss Jen Thomas. Jen, how are you today? Welcome to Ask the Tech Coach. Welcome back. Thanks, guys. I'm excited to be back, and I'm super excited about ISTE. Um, if I can get acclimated to the heat down there as I'm coming from the Northeast, so that should be interesting. But I am very excited to go down, and not only going down, but presenting with my tech soul sister, as I call her. 
um, we're so, so excited to be presenting. And you brought that soul sister with you today. Tell us who our next guest I, is. I did. She is the wonderful Miss Jessica Brittingham. Um, Jess and I worked together for a couple of years. And, um, well, I'm not going to tell you about her. I'm going to let her introduce herself. <laughs> yes, how are you today? Welcome to Ask the Tech Coach. Quite well. Thanks, Jeff. Thanks for having me. Um, nice to meet you virtually, Sue and Jeff. Um, yeah, I'm, I work with I work with Jen for quite a while in Dartmouth, and um, now I'm a tech coach in, on my own in a different district. And we just decided that we were going to keep working together. That's the way it's been. So we uh, we're going to head down to ISTE and literally melt. I think in in New Orleans. I'm also in the Northeast, so the humidity and the heat will be new for us. I I hear you with that. I'm looking forward to getting down there. But then today I got an email that says, yes, you're invited to an event and it's business casual. And I'm going, oh, jacket and long pants. <laughs> so hopefully that uh, convention center's got a little bit of air conditioning going in there. I am excited to have you guys on the show today because you are doing a session that I have been looking forward to. I circled it in my calendar when they came out with things, talking to Jen about some of the different stuff. What is this session that you're going to be doing and what's it all about? Jess, do you want me to start or you want to start? You can start. It's okay, I'll start. Great. Um, we share a brain, so sometimes we don't know who should start talking. Um, so just a little just a little bit of a backstory about our relationship. Um, when I started at Dartmouth High School in Massachusetts, I was the instructional technology coach and still am the instructional technology coach. And Jess was a phenomenal English teacher. Um, and the first time I met her, she came up to her, to me and introduced herself and said, hi, I'm Jess. I interviewed for your job, but I'm glad that you got it. So a little bit of an awkward moment. We got through it. I think I apologized or something like that. <laughs> um, and then we just were joined at the hip from then on. I mean, the collaborative relationship that we've had with project-based learning and blended and personalized learning and so many things we've done so much together in in really two years two two years that were completely covid years too mm -hmm. so that really amped up our project-based learning and um just when you find that person it's like you hold on and you never let go so that really is literally what has happened with us so now we're we're we've stayed close obviously we're both in the same role in different districts um, and we've been able to collaborate and create basically this survival guide for tech coaches. And our session aims to give in, in an hour, give our participants and even those who aren't able to come, we have a Google site that we are going to be sharing at the time of our presentation, um, the resources that they need from August through July and walking them through everything from building relationships with teachers to, um, Oh, Jess, I'm blanking. Building relationships with teachers to coaching strategies to templates yeah, <laughs> to monthly professional development campaigns. Um, just I, we want our mission is for for coaches from our tagline is from tech coaching from newbies to ninjas. We want people to walk out of that room with a resource, digital resource guide that they can be excited about and use and implement into their uh into their coaching right from day one of the school year 22-23. I love the concept of newbie to ninja. Yes. There are so many coaches, especially some of the new ones that have been uh, recently brought into our instructional coaches Facebook group um, that are newbies. Help us out with this. 
if you're a newbie to the instructional coaches world and let's say it's the beginning of the summer, what are some of the things that we should be thinking about as July starts to come in front, you know, it starts to, it starts to happen here. That's a great question. And I think that's one of the um, parts of the session I'm looking forward to the most. This was my first year in this role. Uh, I was in the classroom last year with the teachers. So I really represented the newbie part of all of this uh, during the development of the site. And so I think a lot of the resources that are there, um, there are lots of recommendations for getting your school year started strong and um, like putting together, for example, introduction emails and an entry plan for the district um, or, or for your school, depending. I work for a district, Jen's in a, in a school, so we have both of those perspectives in the um, platform as well. Um, so it's really helpful to to kind of have a plan for how you want to come into the district and have a vision. And I think there is so many ideas, there are so many ideas on the site that you can pull from um, to, to kind of give yourself some footing before you walk in the door. How do you want to introduce, how do you want to introduce yourself to the staff? How do you want to start building relationships with teachers? Um, our plan really does focus on that relationship aspect of things because we really can't be effective in our roles as, as coaches if we don't have relationships with teachers, with students and with administrators. It, that's at the core of everything that we do. And so there's a lot of uh, strategies for, for that. Lots of um, things that are, that are tedious and timely to put together, like survey forms and getting to know you forms, meet and greet emails, um, meet and greet slides, um, all those types of things that we've put together and we're sharing that, that teachers and new coaches can walk away with. So that's, that's really the goal of the, of the whole platform. Now, Sue, we talk about relationships a lot on this show. What advice do you have as far as building relationships? I would think that any coach going to ISTE this year, whether it be physical or virtual, this is a good place to practice making those relationships, right? Whether it be a stranger, somebody you know on Twitter, this is that place where you can go basically learn how to have those relationships, start those relationships without the fear of screwing up a potential teacher relationship that you have at school. Absolutely. You know, at the conference, we're all in the same boat. We're in the same area. We have the same mindset. So, you know, talking to each other is easy, but that is a great place to break the ice and, you know, have those conversations with other peers about how to break the ice with the teachers. And then going into those teachers, you know, we've talked about this a lot of times, but just, again, breaking the ice and being yourself, create a, not necessarily that professional conversation with them yet, have that down to earth conversation find something in common with them you know where you live what's going on weather wise I don't care their family something like that ask about their family ask about what they like and get that down-to-earth conversation going on first Jen what's your approach to a, a conference like ISTE here right you're going to go down there you're going to do networking these are the same skills that we have when we walk down the hallway especially in September you know some teachers you don't know other teachers some teachers you might know as fourth grade teachers but now you got to know them as second grade teachers what's your networking advice to coaches um well I'll piggyback off of what Sue said which is like at school sometimes it's hard to get a read on people. Like maybe someone doesn't want to talk to you in the hallway because they're having a bad day or, um, you know, somebody's not as, as passionate about a technology that you might be and want to talk to talk their ear off about or something like that. But I feel like the pump is primed at events. Like everybody's there to network and to learn and to talk to people and to make new connections. So I love the, like the playgrounds and the poster sessions because there's so much opportunity there to like, you don't have to commit to an entire 
session where you're sitting there for an hour and you feel guilty if you get up and walk out, even though you, you can do that. But with the poster sessions and the playgrounds and all those sorts of things, there's multiple kind of presenters scattered around. And that's such a great opportunity to be able to like, just grab like QR codes and get people's contact information. And I just remember those opportunities being just as valuable as the sessions that I like the ed talk sessions that I sat in the, the past few STs that I've been to. I think getting out there and just putting yourself out there is really, really important. One of the other things that's important when it comes to coaches and being a ninja, as you noticed, is being that content, uh, you, you know, guide on the side, stage on the stage, that, that, that content, buddy. What can we expect from your session to learn about how do we support our teachers in that classroom? Jess, you want to take this one? Yeah, there's there's so much. Um I think that's one of the things that we mentioned our story or Jen mentioned our story at the beginning. And I think the way that our relationship began was quite perfect that way because I was in the classroom and she was the coach. And so I brought that perspective to, to the team. And so I think our, our, our resources and strategies really well represent that. And there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of recommendations for, um, encouraging reluctant teachers, but also in terms of providing scaffolding. So the process really works with working with any, with any content. Um, it, it's really about the, the teachers and, and focusing on the learning objectives for them and making sure that we understand that and that, and that the teachers understand that we're not just tech coaches, we're also somewhat instructional coaches as well. And that the technology part of our title, I think sometimes can be a little, um, a little misleading to some teachers who don't understand what we actually do in the coach's role that, you know, it, we end up being tech supporter. They think that we're, we're, we're going to fix Chromebooks for kids. And, and while we can do that, we're really about getting into the classroom and working with kids and impacting instruction. And that, that is really at the core of, of the, the tech coach role. So I'm sitting here looking through uh, Jess and Jen's site that they're using for uh, their ISTE presentations. I'm getting a little sneak preview here. And, you know, so we're talking about coaching relationships and we build those. And then, ladies, I see one of the other sections in your site about the culture. So talk a little bit about some of the things you all have done and maybe have included here in this presentation about building the coaching culture. Um, so... I think, and I think just touched on this a little bit earlier, but the relationships is the foundation, but having your teachers and your admin especially understand what your role is, is the other, the other leg that you need to stand on in order to be a successful instructional coach. Um, so on our site, um, we have um, information about what it, what is a technology coach? So, um, defining the role, um, how do we do what we do? Um, and then of, of course, this is all from our own experience. So I'm sure there's many other ways that other coaches approach it, but we've also given some examples of, um, like graphics. So I have a coaching services menu where I, I give them, you know, options like, would you like new ideas too? And I list a bunch of things. Do you not really even know what you want to do? Here are some things that we could work on together. Just showing them examples of what the coach can offer you. Because like Jess said, I don't think that, that sometimes teachers don't know what you do. So I think defining that is extremely important. Um, Jess has also included 
as she was new this year, some meet and greet slides, which basically go through um, the role, what she can offer, um, why it's important, and how we can essentially help teachers and save teachers time in the end. Mm -hmm. And there's a bunch of other resources on that page as well, um, like communication, so um, co tech coaching request forms, um, a little tutorial on the new self-scheduling calendar appointments in Google Calendar, which has been a lifesaver. That's how I have teachers self-schedule their tech coaching appointments with me. How Jess manages multiple buildings because she's dealing with three buildings plus central office. So how she, um, how her workflow, what her workflow looks like in a multi-building district. Um, and then we talk a little bit about the admin relationship as well. Um, and we actually have a shout out to one of your podcasts about admins being champions mm. of technology coaches. So, um, so yeah, it's just, you know, it's, it's, a, it's the relationships and it's the, the, um, reminders and the, um, really making sure that your teachers understand what you do and what you don't do. I don't want to say don't do, but like Jess said, if I can't fix something in five minutes, then it's probably not something that I am gifted enough to be able to do. And I'm going to pass that along to somebody who can help you. Yeah. These I are great our, resources. I, I think just, our materials are helpful too, in that not all, not all coaches who are starting are necessarily entering a position where the coaching role is established. So that was a situation mm -hmm. in my district this year where there were no coaches. I was the first. And so I was entering a district where nobody there had any idea how, how to work with me. And I had to set the tone for all of that. So there can be a brand new coach in an already established role, but then there can also be a district that doesn't have the role at all. And so I think those, those resources are helpful in both of those scenarios. One of the resources that you mentioned, and, and I, I, I'm bringing this up because we talk about this often, is coaching newsletters. It's the beginning of the school year. People are starting to look at that. They want to get organized. What's your philosophy on newsletters? I think they, uh, they're okay. I haven't had great success with the number of views that I wish I had. Um, and I'll let Jess speak to this too, but I just try to stay consistent with them. And, you know, it would be easy to like stop doing them if I'm only getting, you know, 30, 30 views every month. I tried to put out a monthly newsletter and curate resources, um, and have a tech, uh, teacher shout out every month. Um, and this was actually the first year that I did that consistently. So I, I liked getting into the habit of it. I'm going to continue doing it next year to see if it sticks a little bit more. Um, Jess, I don't know if you have anything you want to add. I feel like you might've had a little bit more success with those newsletters in your district this year I'm than not, I did. I'm not sure I would say more success um, out of, you know, the close to 300 teachers in my district. I was really excited about 67 views this month. So, you know, yeah. <laughs> um, but they weren't, they weren't the longest that I would have liked. I put a lot of, of thought into putting them together, but I think it's important to be consistent in communicating. And that's really one of my objectives behind them. I typically try to communicate with my teachers in two or three or sometimes four different ways so that they get the information. Not all teachers are great about checking their email regularly. Not all teachers are great about reading the newsletters, but hopefully if I can hit them from three or four different angles, all of the information will get out somehow and I will have reached everyone. And that's really the primary objective. 
And for you newbie coaches out there, again, we're going back to that newbie thing and Jen and Jess may cover this more is, you know, you, you have to get that routine going, get that established and don't, don't give it up after you only have a small amount of views. Stay with it and, you know, promote it, find different ways, whatever works for you. For me, a written newsletter really never really worked for me, but my video YouTube channel has worked much better. So, you know, your own personality is going to determine what's going to work best for you in your own situation. I think it's yeah. important to think about building too. So for new coaches, you can't do everything all at once, right? This was my first year in the role. So I would have loved to have done a YouTube channel or I would have loved to have done uh, more video tutorials this year on things that I wanted to, to do, but you have to take, you know, small steps. And so you can have a three-year plan in your head of how you want to roll things out. And that's kind of where I am, um, you know, mentally, I have a plan to do a little bit more next year. And so we have to be really aware of the fact that we can have all of these wonderful ideas, but you have to go slow and steady sometimes too, so that you're consistent and thorough with what you do roll out. One of the other things that you mentioned are your smart goals. Talk to us a little bit about that. So the SMART goals was um, one of several, what we decided to call coaching campaigns. Um, so there's a page on the site that has um, basically outlines uh, a year in the life of a tech coach, which we actually put into practice this year. So Jess and I actually did a lot of the things that you'll see on the site because uh, we wanted to test them. And also it was killing two birds with one stone, like creating this coaching plan and also, um, you know, getting ready for ISTE and to be able to share and to be able to do the PD with our own teachers to, to test it out. So the Smarkles is our September coaching campaign. And what those are, are um, Smarkles that are all centered around some type of working with the tech coach in your school or district. They're pre-approved Smarkles. So the admin and us as the tech coach have pre-approve them so teachers don't even have to write them so they've we've written we've written them out for them there's you know um commit to at least one coaching cycle with your instructional technology specialist um become google certified um just what were some of the other ones um join the digital learning team that's one one initiative that i have in my school a group of teachers that work together to become become kind of the the tech Sherpas of their department. Um, it's like a train the trainer model that I do. And there's a few other smart goals in there. Um, so they're already written. So literally all they need to do is copy, paste into their evaluation and reach out to us. And then we start working with them. We figure out a timeline and we're there for them to support them through the other to the other side of achieving the goals of that smart goal. That was one of the more successful campaigns yeah. that I launched as a new coach this year because I, I was working in a district that had never provided their teachers with a menu of smart goal options and action plans for the evaluation process up here. And that the teachers were so excited about this and were so enthused that that got me into classrooms and working with teachers almost immediately as a new coach and it helped work on the relationship. So that was really a great icebreaker and a way to get in the door. And it was so successful that the entire district next year actually adopted a smart goal PD plan, like, like my tech plan, but for all of the district improvement goals. So it, it really was an effective way to, um, 
to also to, I think the message that I, I tried to send to teachers this year was that I'm trying to make your jobs easier. I'm trying to take things off of your plate and help you. Um, and a lot of teachers who are a little tech resistant sometimes don't see that right away. Um, but the smart goal option really did help see help them kind of see that. And and then in doing so, we're affecting change at the instructional level, working with project-based learning. And then, you know, we're, we're creating the student-centered learning environments that we're really after. Um, it just, we came kind of at it from a different angle. And that was, like I said, really effective. Yeah. I know not everybody can make it to New Orleans this year. Um, if anybody is interested in learning more about your session, getting your resources, following you all on social, uh, just Jen, where can they get more information about this? So um, at the time of our session, which is 10 o'clock uh, New Orleans time on Wednesday, June 29th, we're going to be presenting. At that time, we will also be tweeting out the site um, and making it officially public to everybody. Um, and then I am on Twitter at Blended Lib Girl. That's where people can reach me. And I'm on Twitter at ELA the number two, T-I-S-J-E-S-S. -S. Now, for anybody that is going down there, or maybe even if you're a new tech coach, one of the questions that we ask, and Sue and I kind of ponder this a lot, is ISTE presentations. What advice do you have for anybody who is at ISTE this year doing maybe their first presentation, their 30th presentation, they've, they're the, you know, maybe the first time that they've been presenting in a large room and three years. Um, what's your strategy going into ISTE this year as a presenter? Well, that is a great question because although we have presented um, in numerous places and conferences before ISTE, this is both of our first ISTE presentation. So I don't know. I wonder if you or Sue can answer that question for us. I mean, we're just going to, you know, be authentic and share our passion and hope that's what gets us through to the end of our presentation. <laughs> when in doubt, I know a good soft shoe usually entertains people. Sue, what do you think? Um, I mean, Jen is right. Just being yourself. I've never presented at ISTE before, but I've presented at our state conference here in Kentucky for years and um, obviously in front of my own teachers for years. And, and that's what gets you. I mean, I appreciate going into a presentation and that person just being real, being themselves, not trying to put on a huge dog and pony show, just telling it like it is what has worked for them in their district and the way Jen and Jess have their presentation set up. Wait till you get that tweet with the official site. You're going to love it guys. It's awesome. My other advice is do exactly what you're doing. You created an amazing resource site. And I think if you had a half an hour session, an hour session, or a two hour session, simply walking them through everything that you have could just be the presentation, right? Because I, I, I know I, I'm certainly guilty of it. I'm doing it right now. You spend all this time putting a resource center together. And then at the, at the presentation, you go, there's my link. Nobody knows what's in it. Nobody knows what's on it. They don't know the value. So don't feel like you have to give an hour session. You can do a 20-minute session with 25 minutes of going resource by resource and Q&A and do you have any questions and, you know, making sure that really you're there to fill their need. They're not there to fill yours. So I always start by asking questions. I go into my little song and dance. 
but then I'm, I like to spend time going over all of the resources that I have and how they can help you. And if you say the question, is there anything else that we're missing? They'll probably tell you and then go home and make it for them and then reach out. Like, so have those, as you're saying earlier, build those relationships with your, with your teachers, build those relationships with your administrators, but build those relationships with those in the audience. Those are the people that are going to be your foundation. And don't forget to invite them to the teacher cast instructional coaching group only on Facebook and LinkedIn. Um, <laughs> what advice does anybody have for this year's ISTE? I know it's easy for us to say wear comfortable shoes, but I mean, I got to be honest, I'm a little nervous about going out there. There's still a health scare. There's still all these different things. We want to pack everybody into ISTE and do karaoke. And I'm going, maybe not this year. We'll see. Um, anybody, uh, let's be honest. Anybody nervous about anything this year? The heat. I'm, yeah, I'm nervous about the heat. I'm like looking into buying a personal fan because I don't. I thought I was your personal fan. Oh, good one. <laughs> and Louisiana bugs. I'm really not looking forward to, to that part oh, of it. Oh, gosh, I hadn't even thought about that. I, I know. All that right. I know. Welcome to the South, people. Yeah. Come on. But I'm really excited to eat some good food and to, to yeah. see people face yes. to face and to be at a conference. I, yes. and that part I'm of it, I'm just really excited so about. So excited to see people. Like, mm -hmm. I, I'm a um, board member of Maskey, which is the Massachusetts ISTE affiliate, and there's a whole slew of us going down, and I just can't wait to see everybody in person. Yes, I'll be going with my Kentucky kiss. Yeah, yeah, so, it's gonna be great. So exciting! I was able to go to FETC back in January. We had our state conference, and now to get to go to ISTE, it's like ah, we're growing again. We're back out there. Yes. We're we're yes. we're we're intermingling again. It's so exciting. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. We want to hear what you guys are thinking. Reach out to us over on Twitter at AskTheTechCoach. Find us online at AskTheTechCoach.com. One of the things that I've been doing over the last couple of days to get ready for ISTE is taking a whole bunch of digital learning lessons and lesson plans and resources that have helped me out over the last couple of years. I'm packing them onto TeacherCast. So uh, I'd love to be sharing those with you guys. Check all that stuff out over on TeacherCast, and I hope to see you there. If you do see Jen or Jess or Sue or I, hey, come on up behind us tackle us say hello take a selfie and uh, we would love to certainly meet you sue 198 episodes yes uh, I, I don't know what 199 is going to look like we might do 199 from new orleans we're not yeah. sure yet uh, hopefully we'll have some great content if you are a coach and you see me with a microphone jump me and get on that microphone with me uh would love to have you there sue um I'm looking forward to this. I'm looking forward to a great summer. Yeah, I can't wait. Jess, Jen, thank you so much for your time today. I hope you are going to have a great conference. I'm looking forward to seeing your session on Wednesday morning at ISTE. Uh, Jess, one more time, where can we learn more about the great things that you're doing? Uh, I'm in Uxbridge Public Schools in Massachusetts, and you can find me on Twitter at ELA2TISJESS. And then the website will be made public and we will share it out on Twitter after our session at ISTE. Excellent. And Jen, where can we find all the great stuff that you're doing? I am working at Dartmouth High School in Massachusetts, and you can find me on Twitter at Blended Lib Girl. So you've got some interesting things happening over at techimaginations.net. Uh, what are your plans for the website? What's your content creation look like for the summertime? What can we expect from you? 
Yeah, I've been updating Tech Imaginations. I've added a subscription, not a paid subscription, but go to the website, join my mailing list, and I'm working on starting a, kind of a consultation newsletter, just kind of toying around with that. And then go check out my YouTube channel at Susan Vincent's Tech Imaginations. I've got a new video up this week on the reading list in Google Chrome, so go check that out. And, of course, all the great stuff, again, is going to be over at AskTheTechCoach.com. we got a great stuff going on over the summertime. ISTE's next week, and we're going to come back and tell you about all of the great things happening live here for Instructional Coaches. If you'd like to be a part of our membership site, it is absolutely free. You can go over to, over to AskTheTechCoach.com. Join our group over on Facebook. We are almost approaching 550 Instructional Coaches. Or if you want to get a little bit more serious, you can join our LinkedIn group as well. And that wraps up episode number 198 of Ask the Tech Coach on behalf of Jen, Jess, and Sue, and everybody here on TeacherCast. My name is Jeff Bradbury, reminding you guys to keep up the great work in your classroom and continue sharing your passions with your students. You've been listening to Ask the Tech Coach, hosted by Jeff Bradbury of the TeacherCast Educational Network. Please reach out to the show with all of your questions on Twitter at AskTheTechCoach or online at www.askthetechcoach.com. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast so you don't miss any future episodes. And please take a moment to write a review in the App Store.